humans have been enjoying wine for 8,000 years or more, and there's never been entry exams, literacy tests, diplomas, or membership fees. You can go as far or deep as you want, or just take it all in and find your happy place. That being said, we like to spend our week looking for things that we can share with you in this space and time. We'll give you food for thought, ideas for adventures, and most weeks, tips, pointers, and insights that you can use the minute the program ends. Wine has always united us. It still does. And we've never needed that more. So climb aboard. There is no time like the present to get your adventure started. So here's your host, the doctor of deliciousness, the chairman of the Bordeaux, the top gun of wine fun, David Wilson. And it is time for your weekly grape encounter. Normally, when I have the guest on that I have on today, I spend like about five minutes doing the introduction. And then we can't do much of the show because he is so many things to so many people, and especially to me, that I just go on and on. I'm glad it's not TV because he would be blushing badly. But I'm just going to go right to telling you who's on with me today because you guys have been asking me, when in the world is Wes Hagen coming back on Grape Encounters? David, you went to Italy. Did you leave Wes behind? What are you thinking? Are you crazy? Are you mad? No, I'm not. He's right here. It is indeed Wes Hagen with me today, brand ambassador for Jay Wilkes, market manager, the smartest guy in the wine business, one of my best friends. There he is. Wes, how's it going, buddy? Buonasera. You're sitting in what Pasadena right now, right? My close to hometown. I went to I went to high school uh, very close to here in Lacanada, Flint Ridge, and I'm here for a couple of events with my beautiful wife. And it's beautiful, warm day out there. We're gonna go hit the Getty Museum a little bit later, so it's a beautiful world, and just loving it down here in Southern California. When you go into a museum, just so you know, you don't use the word "hit," okay? Because some of the museums have been having a little problem with that, Wes. Trust me when I. I say I respect humanism, art, culture, and everything that surrounds it. I would be the last person to try to negatively impact any piece of art in the world. And that includes wine. We're here to celebrate it. There was a guy, I don't know, it was about a month or two ago that threw cake at the Mona Lisa. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think he's got his historic figures screwed up because it wasn't Mona Lisa who said, let them eat cake. No, no, that was, that was definitely not. I would say that in general, Anyone who tags, you know, vandalizes, there's not much difference between that and a dog relieving itself on a tree. You know, they can't make themselves famous in any other way except by vandalizing and doing something stupid. So I just think that that's ridiculous thing for a human to do. Show some respect for the people that moved humanity forward, the artists that have given us this amazing and wonderful world. So I think those people should be in jail and any attempt to either hit Michelangelo's David with a hammer and take a toe off. Who are you to blow up the Buddhas in India or in, in the Middle East? We got to show some respect. Yeah, I would definitely say so. What we should do is bring back the punishments that were prevalent at the time the art was was created. That'd be good. Make them drink molten gold, drawn and ordered. Stoning, things like that. It'd be fantastic. That's Iron Maiden. 
Hey, listen, speaking of history, you know, I'm here in Italy and I'm just lending a helping hand with my friends here at Vinum Adrianum, where we're making wines uh, in the way the wines were made 2,000 years ago, which really basically comes down to making the wines while wearing sandals. That's, <laughs> sure, that's, that's pretty good. Anyway, it is a gas here. And I just actually yesterday, somebody sent me an email of an article in a magazine and and it had a bunch of terrible pictures of me. I looked like a bloated goat. And it was at an event last Wednesday where they introduced their yummy new releases from 2020. And I got to talk a bit about the role of artificial intelligence in evaluating wines. So it was really cool. But it's real interesting stuff, and I'm enjoying being here. Of course, I'm just here kind of as a guest at the moment. But don't be surprised if I never come back. Because <laughs> I was in the U.S., you know, for a couple of months. I had to do some business there. And I couldn't wait to get back here, Wes. Life is easy. It's easy, which makes it very difficult. Because, like, for instance, it's easy in the sense that oh, you just have your little produce store and your machelaria that has the meats and stuff. But it's harder to actually do everything that you need to do because you can't just go to a big department store. Yeah, it's a traditional thing that you get much higher quality everything, but you have to go to a store to get your bread. Then you go to your cheese shop. Then you can go to charcuterie. And one thing I loved about Italy is there's not a square inch of a backyard where they're not growing something delicious. And if you brought an Italian to an American grocery store and they took a look at some of the things that we call produce, our tomatoes, for example, I just remember all the vegetables I didn't really like. When I was in Italy, I was eating all of them because they were so fresh and delicious. Most of them grown a stone's throw from where they ended up on a plate. What you're saying is so true. There's a little produce market that's just about 300 meters from where I'm at. I talk in meters now, you know? Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I was promised in 1973 or something that we were going to go to the metric system, I was denied. The All fact right. that we're still on the imperial system is ridiculous. It's so stupid. What it's going to say is that at that produce market, tomatoes are, they really are a delicacy. But there are other things. I am just astounded by the strawberries. Here, the strawberries are so sweet. It's like candy. And you're talking to a guy who lives in Santa Maria, California, one of the leading three cities in the nation for strawberry production. Yeah. Here's the secret to strawberries. You buy them at a strawberry stand right in the middle of a heat wave. The problem with strawberries commercially is they pick them so early to be able to transport without them bruising. Okay. So the reason why you, it's basically where the strawberries come from. If they're picked in a field, three kilometers, notice I'm with you on the metric, three kilometers, they can bring the ripest strawberries that are picked that day. You can't get that. In supermarkets, they bring them in green and they let them kind of turn into what look like ripe strawberries. And then you take a bite of them and they're all white and crystally inside. Beyond that, if you look on my Facebook page, there's a photograph of me with a friend at a restaurant outdoors on the edge of the Adriatic Sea. And we're eating mussels and clams and assorted seafood, octopus, and then there's umbrellas and people out on the sand. I don't think I have ever in my life tasted fresher seafood than what I had a 
couple of days ago. The thing is, I think Italy is the greatest food I've ever had in any country for the money. Oh, yeah. There is a little thing, sort of like the Italian AMPM Arco store called an auto grill. And I remember the first time I was in Italy, we were starving. We pulled over to an auto grill and there's this little old grandma stirring some risotto. And we're like, are we really going to eat our first meal like risotto from an AMPM? So we got auto grill risotto and it was better than any risotto I'd ever had in the United States. This is so funny because I have this friend named Joe and Joe is from Norway, but he's living and working here. So Joe took me a couple of months ago to the airport in Rome, which is about a two and a half hour car ride. And we were both hungry when we got on the road. So we were on their interstate, let's call it. And Joe says, I know a good place. And he pulls off to a gas station. You know, it was like a gas station. And I said, we're going to eat at a gas station. He goes, no, 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 come on. So all of a sudden we're in this bustling place that has like three restaurants in there. And I had in a gas station leg of lamb. Yeah. And to be perfectly celebratory of American cuisine, one of the greatest barbecue restaurants in the United States was originally called Oklahoma Joe's. Now it's just called Joe's or Missouri Joe's. And it's in Kansas City. And uh, Joe's is in an old gas station and it has some of the best brisket, ribs. It's amazing. So, you know, great food is where you find it. And sometimes you'll be surprised in the middle of nowhere, you'll find a little spot. But Italy, it just seems like you could walk into any restaurant and the locals wouldn't let it stay open if it wasn't delicious. Okay. So we managed, as always, to squander one one full segment just shooting the bull. But I think the moral of this particular part of the story is there's no excuse whatsoever to eat garbage. No excuse. It is just as easy to make good food as it is to make bad food. In fact, it's probably harder to make bad food. And if there's anything that we should push for in this world, we're going to have to deal with all the nonsense that is going on around us. At least we could eat well, huh? What do you say, Wes? I would say that a great bottle of wine is an investment to keep the people we love at table for an an hour, extra hour every day. And with the quality of ingredients in the world, there's no excuse excuse that you can't make something delicious every meal. If you can take a booster rocket and land it on a barge, you can make great food. Okay, we're going to take a minute to uh, take a little break here. We're talking to Wes Hagen. Wes Hagen is the brand ambassador and market manager for Jay Wilkes. They are a behemoth family of winemakers. They do an awesome job. And we're going to actually, for the rest of the show, we're going to talk about wine packaging because Jay Wilkes just changed up their packaging. And I was like, so impressed, Wes. So impressed. We're going to talk about that next on Grape Encounters Radio. David will be back with more Grape Encounters right after they touch up his hair and makeup. Oh, wait, this is this is radio. Well, there's still paparazzi after the show to deal with. No. The only thing that Mendocino County winemaker Greg Graziano can't tell you about wine is how many different choices he makes. It's somewhere between dozens and cowabunga. Artisans like Greg don't count, they create. Did Da Vinci or Michelangelo take inventory? Let's just say that Italians like Greg can easily get carried away, especially when it comes to food and wine. Great wine is in Greg's DNA. His immigrant grandparents started making Mendocino wines in the early 20s, and despite being the head honcho of the much-beloved Graziano family of wines, Greg is just a humble, lovable guy. When you play in the dirt all day, you can't help but be down to earth. 
ask your wine cellar for Graziano Wines or just visit GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. They've got five different brands. Why? Well, because Italians tend to have big families. Life is just more fun with a Graziano at your table. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry-farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine, walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com, eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. Welcome back to Grape Encounters. Did you know there are more compounds in wine than in blood? Maybe vampires ought to rethink their drink. All right, ladies and gentlemen out there in radio and podcast land. I can't believe I'm saying podcast because I resisted podcast for such a long time. Gosh, it took me my whole life to become a broadcaster where the standards are pretty high. And then all of a sudden podcasting came along and anybody can be a podcaster. My dog can have a podcast. It's crazy because there's no pods left. The iPod is basically non-existent, but it kept the pod. Yeah, so it's it's a hanger on. My dog's podcast is P-A-W-D, cast. Oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty pretty clever. Anyway, that voice is Wes Hagen. If you are a listener of Grape Encounters Radio, if you've been with me for the last, gosh, it's going on 16 years now, I think it was like around show number two or three, Wes was my guest. I was so intimidated to meet him because in his neck of the woods, he was just legendary and still is. He's one of the most amazing amazing, most knowledgeable wine people I have ever known, period. And he made wine for a long, long time under his family's label, Clopepe. But now he's with a a great organization that is really super well-known around the world. It's Jay Wilkes. So Wes, I'm going through some news articles and there was this thing in Wine Business Monthly, which is like the great aggregator of all things wine, all stories wine. And they had this contest that they were hyping. They have a label contest, a packaging contest, right? And lo and behold, there was an entry from Jay Wilkes. And I loved it. I love, love, loved it. Because I didn't really like your old labels, to be honest with you. I thought they were kind of boring. The wine was great. The packaging did not stand out. I thought it was elegant in a world of flash. The wines did very, very well with their old labels. But now I think that the labeling and the marketing and promotion are matching the quality of the wine in the bottle. It's a slick new design and we could not be happier with it at the Miller family. Did you change all of the labels to that style or was it just the reds or what's the deal? The last 2020 is going to be the vintage where almost all the Jay Wilkes labels change. 
because we bottled the Pinot Blanc Santa Maria Valley early, it did not catch the label redesign. So the 2020 Pinot Blanc is the only 2020 wine uh, in the broad market that includes Pinot Blanc, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Cabernet, our main four varieties at Jay Wilkes. So you'll see the 2020 Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Cabernet with those beautiful, beautiful blue and gold new labels. Yeah, the label is fantastic. So I immediately contacted you because, well, so first of all, I went on and I voted for my favorite labels. And I thought that the Jay Wilkes label in the category of label redesign was by far, by far the best redesign that I saw amongst the many entries that they had there. And I got to tell you this, I don't even know if you know this, but I was on the webinar yesterday when they announced the winners and you did not win. I think that's one of the greatest tragedies that I could possibly imagine because I thought your label redesign was by far the best, by far the best. We've got a fantastic director of marketing, our marketing director, Tommy Gaeta. We got him out of a a nice, long, very successful career at Gallo. So he really, really knows what he likes to do. I always like to tell people, if you want to be in the wine industry, you know, work a harvest in the new world, work a harvest in the old world, work for Gallo for a year, and then work for a distributor like Southern or RNDC, go carry a bag for a year, and you'll know how this business works. Well, I hope that uh, he doesn't take any heat for not winning that competition, because I would hate for anybody to sing this song. See you later, Tommy Gata. He's a good man. Yeah, no, he, he did a great job. We're going to talk about some of those labels here, but before we do that, I need to pontificate. Would that be okay? I'm ready to hear it. I Okay. I don't even know how to jump into this. So as you know, Wes, I had a long-term relationship with somebody who was the lead judge in the packaging design category at the Los Angeles International Wine Competition. And she is a brilliant graphic designer. And she shared so many insights with me about package design. And I owned an advertising agency for a long time, so I know a bit about these things as well. I am so angry at this industry. Angry, I am so ticked off. It burns my butt at how many wines are sitting on the shelf with labels that don't in any way, shape, or form reflect what's in the bottle. It's BS. It's got to stop. I I feel like I want to sue these people for misrepresenting their product. It is insane, Wes. You know, anybody can design a pretty graphic and wrap it around glass, but it has no class to wrap glass with a message that does not reflect what's in the bottle. Sorry. No, it's there's been a number of studies. Actually, even Caltech has a MRI machine that allows people to see images and taste wine while they're having an MRI. And they're showing people different labels and label designs and how it affects their appreciation of the wine. And it turns out that those studies, the colors, the browns, the greens, there's certain colors. It's an industry that follows success. So the problem is whatever label is selling the best that year, everyone looks to do a label redesign to try to make it appear similar, but just different enough they can't be sued. So I think we're all following each other's coattails to try to find the design. And instead of being creative and trying to produce labels that honestly express the quality and sort of style of the wine, I think you're absolutely right. We're just trying to copy labels that have been successful in the past. It's it's something that happens throughout marketing. You know, Apple makes a commercial, everyone wants to make a commercial like Apple. So it's it's the same way. But thank you for recognizing that the new Jay Wilkes design really represents 
Santa Barbara, the ocean, Jeff Wilkes' passion for sailing in the Pacific. You kind of get that sense of the cool, uh, cool ocean breezes coming into the vineyards. That's absolutely correct. I looked at the label and there was a song that popped in my head. You want to know what it was? Christopher Cross Sailing. And no, but it, that, that's close. It was the Eagles, a very early hit of the Eagles, Peaceful, Easy Feeling. Oh, yeah. That's what that label represents to me. It just a peaceful, just a warm and wonderful feeling about what's in that bottle. What does that mean, loosen your load anyway? I think it's a trucker song. All right. We're going to take a break, Wes, but when we come back, I want to talk about a label that just, I'm not going to even say, I got to be careful. There's a label on a bottle of rosé that's got Snoop Dogg on it. Careful. I would have been a graduate from the same high school in the same year as Snoop Dogg and uh, Cameron Diaz if I would have stayed in Long Beach. But yeah, no, Snoop is Snoop is selling wine. By the way, this is nothing against Snoop. I think he's actually a pretty cool guy and uh, he's doing some really good stuff. And I think he's really incredibly talented. But I'm going to tell you why that bothers me when we come back with more Grape Encounters. David Wilson and the person who has, I think, now i think we're up to 732 times that he's turned down my offer to make him co-host of this show wes hagan of jay wilkes by the way wes i don't know what you're doing but your skin looks good is it just that you have burned meat behind you on the screen no um you look great better living through chemistry my wife makes me wear a hat when i play golf you look fantastic you honestly look 10 years younger than the last time i had you on the show it could actually be that I have a Zoom filter on. I don't remember. I used to do this all the time. I don't know what the settings are. I didn't even know they made Zoom filters, but while we're taking a commercial break, I'm going to fish around for one. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters. Wesley Hagen from Jay Wilkes when we return. Hang on. Did you know that some wines are just as delicious and desirable after 100 years as they were when they were young? Hmm. Should, should I be seeing a winemaker instead of my doctor? Grape Encounters will return right after this. Smoke from increasing wildfires is tainting wine grapes and vineyard executives are looking for new ways to adapt. Pure Fresh Wine's O3 technology helps vineyards overcome the problems caused by wildfire smoke by treating grapes pre-crush to improve fermentation and overall wine quality as well as removing smoke taint. For the typical winery, saving a full harvest of grapes with pure fresh wine costs only 10 cents per bottle. O3 technology has been approved by the FDA and USDA. It leaves no residue and uses no chemicals. It provides many benefits to wineries, including the removal of sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides pre-crush, the reduction of bad bacteria and mold issues, an improvement in roundness and fruit-forward palate notes, and so much more. Most importantly, it safely and naturally breaks down smoke taint molecules to save grapes from damage. Rescue your harvest from smoke taint. Visit purefreshwine.com today. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Did you know that there are approximately 600 grapes in every glass of wine and about 3,000 in every bottle? And remember that breakfast cereal commercial that claimed there were two scoops of raisins in every package of their Bran Flakes product? It's a good thing most people don't drink wine for breakfast because the potential to have more than your fair daily share of grapes is definitely there. Thank goodness farmers grow more grapes than any other fruit. Aren't grapes groovy? 
think about rosé wine, when you think about rosé wine, what do you picture? I, you know, we all have different ideas, visions that come into our head when we think of different kinds of wine. But for me, just for me, when I think about a soft, gentle, nice ice cold rosé on a summer day, all I can think of is Snoop Dogg in a hoodie. And that's all I can think of against a black background. That's what I think of when I think of rosé. What do you think, Wes? Is that about right? Do we got that about uh, right? Well, I like to be able to see the color of the rosé. I like to think of like the greatest rosés like Tavel, some beautiful Provence rosés. I think of sitting by the water, you know, eating oysters, drinking rosé like it's water. But I can see that that is a very dark package that really doesn't allow you to appreciate the beautiful color of the rosé in the bottle. There might be a slight disconnect, but bringing hip hop and bringing the modern world into wine marketing has been extraordinarily lucrative to 19 Crimes and the company that makes those wines. So, you know, now that Mar Martha Stewart, I think, has her own uh, wine under the same label. Um, and they've been very creative in their packaging and it's resonated in the market and turned into sales. Okay, I hear what you're saying. But first of all, let's just talk about the hoodie. I, rose is a summer wine, you know? Nobody's out on the beach wearing a hoodie and drinking rose. That's number one. But here's number two, and I'm not going to make any friends when I say this, okay? I really am not. Before I say it, I'm going to say, I really find Snoop Dogg to be a super interesting guy. He's interesting. I think he's really talented. He's doing some really fun stuff. I think he's got some, is it uh, Corona that he does commercials for as well? Yep. They're really clever commercials. But please, what bothers me about this is the following. Snoop Dogg, for years, produced a series of hardcore movies hardcore adult films okay so when somebody buys that bottle and they put it on their table and they're not aware of what i just told you it could really be a source of embarrassment for somebody whatever lifestyle somebody chooses and what they want to do and produce in their life whatever i don't care i don't i really don't it doesn't bother me but what about the person who just wants oh this is a interesting rosé and i'm going to put it on my table and then you know this is what the person does shoot me down because i i want yeah. I will. I want to be wrong here. I got you. So I'm going to bring up the fact that people reinvent themselves all the time. People that started, I mean, if you remember Eddie Murphy Raw, that was some pretty profane stuff. If you think about Ice Cube, obviously his work with NWA early on changed the hip hop scene and was incredibly violent, incredibly profane, incredibly homophobic, incredibly misogynistic. And now what does Ice Cube do? He acts in children's movies. Who's the voice of Donkey? Eddie freaking Murphy. So, I mean, we're going from reinventing ourselves as being from Long Beach myself. I like to see, you know, when I drive by the record store and see the doghouse is still on the top, I recognize that Long Beach had a profound impact on hip hop. And I think we can all say that, you know, Snoop Dogg, he, he likes things that are controversial. That's part of his hip hop culture. And the people that buy into that bottle of wine are buying into Snoop Dogg the same way that parents that are taking their kids to movies with Ice Cube and Eddie Murphy are allowing them to reinvent themselves and uh, show a 
different side of their personality. Okay. You know what? I don't do this very often, but I'm going to, I'm going to accept what you're saying. And Concede. I'm, I'm throwing in the towel, Wes. Yeah, you know, baby. You know, you're, okay. So you know what I did actually before we came on the air? I wanted to do a little reading up on Snoop. I wanted to because, because I find him amusing. Like I said, the only thing that bothers me about it is, is that when you've got something that's really significant like that hardcore past and you're going to be on somebody's dining room table, do they know that's part of who you are? And that's all I'm I'm saying. But I'm going to say this, that like one of the things I read about him was interesting, that he was charged with murder. uh, And And I know the judge, I know the judge, Judge Paul Flynn, uh, who was the judge in that case. And I've had dinner with him. And his quote was, in the end, I recognize that this man was not a murderer, but an incredible, kind human being. The judge in that case was amazingly, amazingly impressed. Okay. And after that experience in Snoop's life, he pledged that he would never include anything having to do with death in his Mm. music again. And, you know, death is a big part of hip hop, but he decided that was not going to be part of his life. So I really commend him for that. I really, really do. All I'm saying is this, is that, you know, when you get down to personalities on bottles of wine and we buy it, we don't always know who we're dealing with. As long as you're comfortable with it, great. That's fine. All right. I didn't mean Snoop. I, seriously, Snoop, I'm in Italy. And if you want to come, he's got a private jet, right? He's got to have it, right? I would okay. say. Snoop, dinner on me. And I'll even wear a hoodie. I will. Because I apologize. I apologize to Snoop Dogg. Personalities I, matter. Personalities matter. I mean, you know what Kim Kardashian was famous for. <laughs> yeah, right. I was thinking about Paris Hilton, too. Actually, uh, Kim Kardashian, her first job that got her uh, media attention, she was Paris Hilton's closet organizer. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea about that. That's pretty cool. All right. So on alternative package design, Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about this for a second and then we're going to have to take a break really quick and then we'll get into some of these other ones. I think this one that is in third place, alternative package design, you have it there. Do you not love this? Do you see that? I do. Okay. Okay. So I love that. Is that the coolest thing? Um, It is uh, members mark and then they've got... (laughs) It's 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 boxed wine. Actually, they call it margaritas. I don't know why it's in the wine competition, but they've got three different spouts. And I thought this is really brilliant. This is like one of the most brilliant ideas I've ever seen. It's cool because you know what it does? The packaging, it well, first of all, let me describe it for someone who's not maybe seeing it. Yeah, go ahead. Is we're looking at it looks like a very wide, thin box of wine, but it has three bags in it: one uh strawberry margarita, one lime margarita, one mango margarita. I know for a fact why it's in the wine competition because these can be sold in uh, wine and beer stores because they don't have tequila in them. They're they're wine wine margaritas, that's why. Correct. So you've got the spout for strawberry, spout for lime, and spout for mango. So you chill that down, put it out at a party, and it represents like choice. It represents fun. It represents, hey, I'm going to have a little of this, and then my next time I come up, I might try a different flavor. So I think it speaks to the party. So when you see the package, you immediately think how you're going to use it. And the way I would use it is to allow my guests to choose their own margarita. But to be honest, I'm kind of picky about my margaritas. And I just thought, what a great idea for a party. What an absolute great idea. So hats off. It would be great with wine too. Why not do a Sauvignon Blanc, a Rosé and a Pinot Noir all in the same box? 
Well, because the temperature might not be the same for each of those wines. But yeah. the second place one here, we got to do this really quickly, is from Bandit. And I, this did not float my boat that much. But I will say this, that the reason that I was down in San Diego 60 days ago was the California Wine Institute was doing a promotion pairing state parks with wine. And that's what I was doing down at Torrey Pines. It was super cool. Well, this is Bandit. And what you probably wouldn't recognize just looking at the package, you know, without studying it very much is that the images on each of their, what do you call this? A Tetra pack? Yeah. Tetra pack. Each image is a national park, a different oh, national cool. park. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, my guess is maybe a, a little bit of the money probably might might go back to the national parks, but anything to to uh, promote sustaining our open areas in the United States. I'm a huge believer in national yeah. parks. Okay, last one, last one really super quickly. We'll take a break here. It's Wise Villa Winery. It's a can. It's just a cream-colored background with this beautiful illustration of an owl on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that isn't the classiest can you've ever seen, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, I know. And I'm a I'm a huge lover of large format beer cans and the revolution that's happening, not only in craft brewing, but in craft brewing cans and labels are just amazing. I love to see what's happening with cans. And of course, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of owls back from the days where I used to read a chapter of Harry Potter to my wife in bed every night before we went but, to sleep. But look at, look at the price up there. It's a four pack for $5 and 75 cents, a four pack of 250 milliliter cans of wine. That's fantastic. That's, that's really cool. That's I just value. Know, I don't know if the wine's any good. It's a Chardonnay, right. but anyway, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Wes Hagen. We've got just a couple minutes left here on Grape Encounters coming to you from Italy and Pasadena at the same time. It's an amazing world we live in. Imagine that. Back in a sec. This edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. And when it comes to loving Total Wine and More, there is no bigger fan than your host, David Wilson, who reminds you to drink responsibly. B21. At every family gathering, my brother Steve and I each bring several bottles of wines and try to one-up each other. I bring wines from all over. Steve only brings wines from California's Mendocino wine country, where he's lived for decades. And even though there are hundreds of great wineries there he can choose from, he mostly brings wines from the Graziano family of wines. Now you'd think you'd see a lot of duplicates from past gatherings since most producers only make 6 to 12 wines, but Graziano has 5 brands that make literally dozens, upwards of 30 mostly Italian varietals, and all rock stars. Made by the real rock star, Greg Graziano. You can hear my recent interview with Greg at GrapeEncounters.com and you can find Graziano wines all over America or buy them online at GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. I've never confessed how much I love Graziano wines to my brother, and uh, let's keep it that way. If you tried a different wine grape varietal every day, it would take more than 27 years for you to get through the list. And while you're busy tasting all those choices, winemakers around the world will be coming up with countless blends to set you back. So, to uncomplicate things, we'll help you sort things out in the wine world and point you to the stuff that we think you'll find essential and unforgettable. 
starting right here today on Grape Encounters with David Wilson. Back with my buddy Wes Hagen. It's one of the only reasons why I wish I wasn't in Italy is that my friend Wes is... What is it? Like about 8,000 miles, west. I think it's about 8,000 miles. It's not a short distance. Reach out and touch my finger. Touch my finger. Ding. No, you, you pulled my finger. <laughs> hey, look at these. This is a best package redesign. This is the category that you didn't win in, and I think it's a travesty. I really think the Jay Wilkes people should file a lawsuit. You should bring these people to their knees, Wes. Okay, I am joking, of course. Don't get all out of sorts. We're just having fun here. Uh, I will say this, that in second place is uh, Jay Lore. And I always thought Jay Lore had like one of the most uh, boring bottles on the planet. So I'm like really good with this new redesign, but it's kind of busy, kind of. It's almost like the same image is above the name as below the name, but I like it. Do you like it? I'm looking at the blue bottle. I mean, I like the uh, sense it gives the Monterey. It shows that Lone Pine that is out on the Monterey Peninsula, the the water. They've done a lot of what we did with the Jay Wilkes redesign is they tried to give it a sense of place. And the sense of place for Jay Lore is they're looking to make it look like coastal Monterey. By the way, Steve Lore is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. They buy a lot of fruit from us. For, so I will say all, okay. I have all a lot right, of things. And I, right, I think they make great wines for the money. So here's the package redesign. And I'm going to tell you, when I looked at your redesign and I look at this redesign, this just, I'm sorry, this is so boring. Nothing against this company, Waterbrook Winery, their icon wine, but I don't know. That's really ho-hum. All it is is a kind of a, a round logo in the middle of the bottle. It's very dark, simplistic, elegant, and luxe. I think what they're looking for is that kind of 50 to $100 Napa cab look. And I think I, I think they hit it spot on. I think it's a... All right. Well, it, it is, but I don't think it's... I don't think it shows a lot of imagination is what I It feel. doesn't tell me anything about what's in the bottle. I'll say no, that. Not a bit. It's not a bit. And then there's another one. I'm going to jump way ahead because I want to show you this one here. Okay. This one. Okay. This particular design is the design for best luxury package design. And I brought it up because you were talking about expensive Napa caps. All right. So this is Signorello. They make great wines, absolutely great wines. But um, what you have here, for those who can't see images on the radio, is basically a square black label with some texture and then a sort of uh, goldish bronze letter S in a, another square. And each corner of the square are um, inverted. And it's just, it's about as simplistic as it gets, you know? What I read was that this design was supposed to reflect Ray Signorello's cufflinks. Mm. And I think, again, it's like it's trying to establish itself as an iconic label to say that if you see one letter on a Cabernet wine bottle and you recognize what that is, if that label becomes a successful representation of their brand, they've done an amazing job because, again, one letter, if you can own a letter in an industry, I think you got something going on there. Okay. All right. Take a look at this one, okay? This is in the category of best classic format package design, first place, okay? And the actual, actual way to pronounce this is Opir, okay? Opir. 
Do you not love this? And so what this is, they made this wine and the wine was 100% about Ukrainian relief efforts. And so there's two brush strokes of a paintbrush and they're diagonal, one's blue and then the lower one is yellow and then it has the name on it. And I love this. Well, you know, I think King Estate's done a very good job. First of all, you know, the wine sold out, which is is a great indication that Americans are hopefully going to be supporting the Ukrainian efforts, you know, in perpetuity, that this is not going to become a flash in the pan. We're not going to lose our attention. And kudos to King Estate for taking care of one of my favorite cultures in the world. Yes. It's really a beautiful bottle. And if you, you know, Google it, it's actually spelled O-N-I-P. Google it. Mr. Wes Hagen, guess what? Guess what, bud? Uh, we had a great time today. The party's over, and you're going to the Getty Museum today. What a great place to go to. Do you know, uh, I have not been to the new Getty Museum. I used to go to the old one out in Malibu all the time. I've never been to the new one. Never. Well, the old one, the old one in Malibu has the world's largest and most important collection of Greco-Roman wine pottery in the world. Are you serious? So if you want to learn about how they drank wine back, you know, between 400 BCE and maybe 100 AD, the Getty in Pacific Palisades is absolutely stunning. Okay, so apparently you're forgetting that I am sitting at the epicenter of the Roman Empire and that I am consulting on a project that is making wine in the exact same way they made the wine back then. So I invite the Getty Museum to come see me. <laughs> they might be interested in placing your wine. I know the I know the buyer. So uh, get in touch with me and I'll see if I can't get a bottle in front of her. Are you dead serious? I'm dead serious. We sell a lot of wine at the Getty. Are you serious? Okay. All right. Let's cut the show short so we can <laughs> talk about that. We're going to throw in three extra commercials so we can, <laughs> we can talk. All right, Wes, I love you, man. It's been so nice talking to you and and have fun at the Getty, okay? Thank you. And thanks for everyone listening for drinking wine, because if you weren't drinking wine, I'd have to go back to teaching high school. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And by the way, if you're going to have lunch uh, at the Getty today, I recommend the Getty Spaghetti. Oh, no, actually, the, the, they have a fine dining restaurant there that is no joke. I had one of the best Cobb salads I've ever had last time I was there. Okay. All right. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. My um, deepest love, respect, and thanks to Wes Hagen. And we will be back here next week, same time, uh, sitting in my lovely little studio in the heart of Abruzzo. Italy. And one last thing, please, 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 we really need your support on social media. So would you please go on Instagram and look for Grape Encounters? Also look for Grape Encounters on Twitter. And then uh, you can also look for me on Facebook. Just put in David Wilson and maybe just add the word grape and I will pop up. I cannot tell you how important it is for us to keep those numbers up. It just keeps the show on the air. So I really appreciate your support. I really hope you'll take just a second to do that. Every week we spend hours and hours and hours putting this show together. So... Gosh, just a minute or two of your time can make all the difference in the world. We love you, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Are you 
following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour.